We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 79,000 youth at any one time in the state had experienced trafficking. If you take the time to ask a little question, you will notice something suspicious. You expect the, the children to be with the parents. You don't necessarily expect them to be taking advantage of their own children. We were religiously indoctrinated to just totally fear that person and obey everything that she said. We were slaves. Hi, I'm Scott Sams, and this is KRLD In-Depth, a podcast that looks at the issues affecting Texans specifically North Texans. And with me today is Andrew Greenstein, a longtime KRLD reporter. Andrew, glad to have you with us this week. I'm glad to be here, Scott. How bad is human trafficking across the state? It affects poor communities. It affects wealthy communities, which I'll get into a little bit later. And uh, recently, uh, there was a um, human trafficking awareness conference in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And one of the people that spoke was Alan Schonborn. He's with the governor's office. And uh, he said that child human trafficking is very prevalent in Texas. The University of Texas, which is involved with a study published December of 2016 that showed 79,000 youth at any one time in the state had experienced trafficking. Well, specifically, it's 79,000 children. So that's not people in terms of counting adults. There's a much larger number of about 313,000 adults as well that have experienced some form of trafficking, labor or otherwise. The 79,000 is really commercial sexual exploitation. The 79,000 counts children that again are sexually exploited. So what that means is that they have uh, been, um, there's somebody who is gaining from their sexual activity. So that could mean that they are trading something it could be a, a night. It could be that they are forced uh, to trade sex for sleeping somewhere under somebody else's roof. It could be that they trade, because they're hungry, a meal uh, for uh, being exploited or anything like that. That's really eye-opening information, Andrew. Uh, when you went to this conference, would, did they have victims of trafficking there? I actually spoke with a couple of victims of uh, human trafficking, one of whom uh, actually gave a 30-minute presentation uh, as to her story. Her name is Tanya Stafford. Uh, she is a, a victim of human trafficking. In fact, she was victimized for 10 years, uh, starting when she was, I believe, 13 years old. Mm. She was being sold, get this, she was being sold for sex by her mother oh. in exchange for drugs. Oh, and when she was speaking, she said that she, she got pregnant three times, and each of those times, no one had a clue as to what was happening with her. I have my first one in a C community hospital, a second one was at Parkland Hospital, and a third one was at Baylor. And nobody asked any questions. And Tanya went on to explain how she was trafficked for sex. He had been giving her money, hush money, to not say how old he was. I was 13, he was 26. 
she had a little question and answer period at the end. Yeah. And because one of the things that she didn't say is what happened to her mother and the man who victimized her. He came back to the bench and said, I'm so sorry. We failed you. The school system failed you. The hospital system failed you. Everybody failed you. And I have to fail you today. The statute of limitation hammering out today. And you heard that audible gasp there. People who were sitting in the audience could not believe what we had just heard. I imagine. Fortunately, that law has since changed. You know, that they've changed the statute of limitations law so that um, uh, people who were victims of human trafficking at an early age, they can actually uh, hold their, uh, their, their captors and those who are responsible, they can hold them criminally liable. A lot longer. A lot longer, yes. Yeah, that's good news. It, that, that is because not only is this a Texas problem, this is a nationwide problem. Oh, you bet. All around the world. All around the world, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it's very prevalent in Texas uh, for a couple of reasons. Why? Number one, you know, there are many big cities here in North Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington, right. yeah. many of which have highways that go to other parts of the country. So it's very easy to just hightail it out of town. Right, right. And the other thing, this is one of the things that uh, Alan Schonborn told me, is that there is actually a great prevalence of people reporting cases of human trafficking. It cuts both ways because what it also speaks to is how much awareness there is in Texas as compared with other states where there may not be nearly as much reporting to the Human Trafficking Resource Center or the hotline Polaris operates. They receive that volume of calls from us which provides that rank which also again speaks to how much activism there is by the public picking up the phone and making those calls. Andrew, unfortunately, there are other kinds of trafficking, uh, kind of trafficking that does not involve sex, for example. That's right. There is trafficking that involves forced labor. In fact, you may recall not too long ago, there was a couple in Southlake that was uh, both the husband and wife. They were sentenced each to seven years in prison for keeping an African woman who they had brought into their home. They essentially kept her as a slave for God knows how many years. And um, both of them were convicted in federal court, each sentenced to seven years in prison. I'm sure you, you and yeah. I remember doing that sure. story. Yeah. I also spoke with a woman by the name of Yuri Guerrero. Uh, she was trafficked and forced into labor with no pay. Every, every human traffic story is totally different. And I want to open up the eyes, you know, and the minds to people that we all not fit in the same box. So we came from all different places. So we start like a, ch a child. We were indoctrinated, religiously indoctrinated, to just totally fear that person and obey everything that she said. And we, she worked, you know, we work hard, very, very hard with no payment for 20 years. And we did not, we were slaves, basically. So we serve in her house, do everything for her. We clean houses. I even work in a restaurant. So everything, every, everything that she come up with, we will do. And one of the most difficult things is actually being able to identify who may be a victim of trafficking. When you see, you know, people that it's, they don't have their own money. It's weird that somebody's working so hard and they don't have their own money. They don't have their own, you know, place to live by themselves. They don't have freedom. If you ask people little questions, if you take the time to ask a little question, you will notice something suspicious, and after that you may want to report it. And you even can report it anonymously, 
that way they can do the investigation. It's hard for people just walking up and down the street to, to know if someone is a victim of human trafficking, right? Absolutely, and uh, just imagine how much of a challenge it is for law enforcement to identify those victims. Uh, Max Guerin also spoke at this conference. At that time, he was the deputy chief of the Dallas Police Department. He has since become the police chief in Rockwall. But at that time, uh, he explained to me how law enforcement identifies victims of human trafficking. There are a number of ways that, that our detectives will go in to work to verify the age of individuals that, that may be in these trafficking situations, conduct an, uh, oftentimes an undercover investigation, uh, verify uh, either through digital records or social media or what have you, um, try to verify that age and the circumstances that are involved uh, where the child is being trafficked. And, you know, we were talking earlier about Tanya Stafford, who was victimized by her own mother, yeah. uh, she by no means is the only one in that situation. That, that unfortunately does occur. It's challenging for us, especially in those situations, uh, because the, the, the parents um, are naturally supposed to be. You expect the, the children to be with the parents. You don't uh, necessarily expect them to be taking advantage of their own children in that regard. So those are some of the more challenging and disturbing investigations that we deal with. Can't the legislature pass new laws to make the penalties uh, much more strict? than what they are and more they, severe. more severe. This whole space in which we're operating uh, would constitute a complex adaptive environment. And, and basically that means that, that for some input of control or input of a new law or a tweak, we can't necessarily predict uh, all of the effects that that would have. So I think we need to go into it in an educated fashion, research-based and, and work to, to identify second and third order effects of, of whatever laws we introduce. Uh, but we're all uh, coming at it from the same point of view uh, of trying to help those that are victims and, and be as responsible and attentive to their needs as we can be. So what are the penalties? Well, in fact, I asked uh, Dallas County District Attorney John Crusoe about that. Well, it could be 20 years or it could be um, up to life and a minimum of 25 years. It depends on the level of involvement and the amount of it. Do you think those penalties are sufficient or do you think they need to be beefed up? Well, I think that um, oftentimes people don't think about penalties before they get it, they engage themselves in this type of conduct. So I don't know that there's a connection between a higher penalty and reducing the conduct. I think what we need to do is be proactive with the women who are involved and the young girls who are involved in it and get them out of the lifestyle. We need to take care of the demand side, the so-called John side, but I also think that we need to be uh, vigorous in the prosecution. Those are very stiff penalties, and I wouldn't suggest that they need to be revised any. Let's say someone is listening to this podcast right now who may be a victim or who was a victim in the past or thinks they might know someone who is a victim. Is there anywhere they can go on, on, on the web to, to report or to learn more about it? Tanya Stafford uh, now runs an organization called It's Going to Be Okay. Uh, she helps victims of human trafficking. Uh, she actually goes to other cities uh, to help people who had been in the same situation that she's been in. We're going to put a link to that website on our website, krld.com. Andrew, thank you. This is a, it's a, it's a heart-wrenching story. It absolutely is heart-wrenching, and, you know, both you and I, we have covered many stories about people who have been victims of human trafficking during our time at KRLD, and yeah. it just seems like it never ends. And, again, I think one of the keys is for people to be aware that this activity is happening, and if they see something that may be being a victim of trafficking, yeah. that they need to reach out. You know, I know the Arlington Police Department has really made this a focus 
uh, of their operations, as well as the other police departments here in North Texas. Yeah. Andrew, thank you. It's a tough subject to talk about, but it's one that we need to talk about. Thank you for being with us this week. For Andrew Greenstein, I'm Scott Sams, and this is KRLD In-Depth. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.